Good morning. Happy Sunday once again to you. I'm CEO host Reverend Muiwa Ajo on this wonderful podcast. And I bless God for your life, for your family, all through the week that God has been so faithful towards you. And I know that today you'll be blessed in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because your word is always pure and true. Bless as many listeners that listen to me right now. Bless their heart in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning we'll be sharing what we tied to, what I've tied to, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. Bible says, look at Matthew chapter 6, 9 to 13. When Jesus was telling the disciples how to pray, in verse 9, he said, After this manner, therefore, you pray, our Father, which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that we be done on earth. And it is written, Give us these days our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtor. And verse 13, which is my emphasis, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 2 to 3, the Bible says, I will deliver you from the hands of unreasonable wicked men. In verse 3 of it, it says, But God is faithful. It will keep you from evil. In Jeremiah 15 verse 21, the Bible says, I will keep you and deliver you from wicked, from wickedness. In Psalm, 30, in Psalm 91 verse 3, the Bible also makes us understand. It said, I will deliver you from the, and the, the, the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. I will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. So this morning, be talking about deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. The Greek word for deliver is rome. Rome means to draw to oneself. It means to snatch. It means God snatching you out of the hands of the evil. It means for God to rescue you. It means for you to be saved. That you are saved. It means that God delivered you. God saved you. God snatched you. I don't know where you have been kept for many years now. I prophesy under this unction, you shall be snatched away from that sickness. You shall be snatched away from that terrible situation you find yourself. You shall be snatched away from wickedness. You shall be snatched away from this, from the noisome pestilence. You shall be snatched away from diseases and sicknesses in the name of Jesus. The Greek word for evil is poneros, which means bad nature, full of labor, full of hardship. Uh, it's harassment, trouble, pain, wickedness, calamity, maliciousness, and so on and so forth. So evil, God will say, it will deliver us from evil. It will deliver you from evil. It will deliver you from... If you read it in NKJV, New King James Version, he said, I will deliver you from evil one. So it makes it clearer to all of us that evil one the Bible is talking about here is Satan which is the devil himself. So Jesus, as, as I said, just finished, uh, he, he was talking to them after he just finished fasting and prayer in Matthew chapter 4. And he was telling the disciples, he said, see, I have passed through this. The devil came to tempt me, but the Lord delivered me. So therefore, I want you to always pray this way that God will deliver you from evil. And this evil we are talking about is the devil. The evil we are talking about is Satan. The deliverance I'm talking about is delivering you from the hands of the one who will always come to oppose you. And your enemy, 
which is the devil. First Peter 5, 8, Bible says, be sober and be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, he says, is roaring around like a lion looking for whom he may devour. Listen to me, the devil that cannot devour everybody, he only devour whom? Because he cannot devour everybody. Looking for whom to devour? So he can't devour everybody. Because once God has delivered you from his hand, he can never devour you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 16 verse 9, the Bible says, Doors are open unto me, but there are many adversaries. So the devil is a specialist in obstructing. The devil is a specialist in injuring. He's a specialist in devouring. He's a specialist in opposing. He's a specialist in adversary. In opposing. Because the word adversary means to oppose. He's always willing to oppose children of God. Praise God. So he will come to oppose you. He will come to stop you. In First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 18, Paul was telling them, I would have loved to come and meet you, but Satan hindered me. I was on my way to come and meet you. I was on my way to come and encourage you, but Satan hindered me. Satan obstructed me. It's an obstruction. It's an, it's, it's an agent of obstruction. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus, you will no longer be obstructed by the devil because God will deliver you in the name of Jesus. The devil has always been portrayed as evil in appearance. And uh, that, that's why the Greek word for the word devil is diabolos, which means slanderer, an accuser. The Bible says he's the accuser of brethren. He has always been an, accus- an accuser. He has always been an, a slanderer. Why? Because that is what he's known for. Because he's been he's been he, he, he's been created he's created by God Himself, and he can never be equal to God. Never. He has been a slanderer. He has been a, an accuser of the brethren before time memorial. So listen, I want to let you know that Satan is a greater being, and therefore in no way ever be equal to God. So he's he's under God's control. And is subjected to the limitation of being a creation. It cannot be everywhere at all the times. So don't think that the devil is everywhere at all times. No, it can never be everywhere at all times. And that's the truth. He's not all powerful. He's not all knowing. Listen, I have discovered from my study that Satan has always tried to mimic everything about God. Listen to me, there are three things the devil cannot make about God. He can never make his omnipotence. He can never make that God is omnipotent. He can never make omnipresence of God. He can't be everywhere at all times. He cannot be all powerful because the devil has no power. What he has is tricks. Bible says this, this, the thief coming to steal, to kill. And you see, if you are the owner of the house, you'll come easily. But he's a thief. He's a thief. A thief is always coming to steal, to kill, and destroy. Listen to me. When you enter your house, you open your key because the thief will not use your key. He has to look for another means to enter, to force his way into your house. You don't have to force your way into your house. Jesus does not have to force his way into your house. He comes in, he, he comes in and he stays with you permanently. But the thief always comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. That is his agenda. To kill, to steal and to destroy. Because he's a, steal, he's a thief and a thief when they are caught, you know what happened to them? They will be burnt alive. Listen to me. I don't know how many things that the devil has stolen from you. I command a restoration now in the name of Jesus. He cannot mimic the omnipotency of God. He couldn't mimic the omniscient of God. He could not mimic the omnipresence of God. He can't be everywhere at the same time. Why? 
because the Bible makes us understand that he is the father of all liars. In John 8, 44, in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, is God of this age. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 34, is the prince of demons. In, in, in John chapter 12, verse 31, is the prince of this world. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible makes us understand he's the ruler of the kingdom of the air. That is where he stopped. He tried to become like God in Isaiah 14, verse 14. He tried to, he tried to show up shoulder and he took the two-third of the angels. But listen to me, still, he's still under God's control. Listen to me, the devil is not useless in the hands of God. Never useless. He's still under God's control. So I believe in life that for God to keep you from evil, it's better for you to be healed from sickness. It's better for you to be healed from poverty. If God keep you from, from evil, if God deliver you from evil, I can assure you that you will be able to attain all this energy and all this strength to go in life. In Matthew chapter 2, let me just read something very important here. In Matthew chapter 2, hallelujah. I'm so excited this morning. In Matthew chapter 2, when Jesus was born, when Jesus was born, and uh, look at, let's look at it from verse 7. When Jesus was born in, in Jerusalem, and uh, uh, there was a king called Herod, and Herod was in power as at that time, and he heard that a king has been born. How can I be a king? And another king is born. Where is he coming from? And he, sent his, he said, any child that is from two downward to zero, kill all of them, because I can't have two kings in my kingdom. So in verse 7, the Bible says, Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, because the, the wise men heard about the, the birth of a, a, a Messiah, heard about the king that was born in Jerusalem, and they traced, they traced Jesus down to Jerusalem. And when immediately from uh, from where they were coming from, they traced Jesus to Jerusalem, and when immediately Herod heard about them, he he, he, he stylishly called them and told them, if you found this baby we are talking about, just bring him to me. Just let, come and give me a word. Let me, let me also go and pay homage. He's a king. I, and a king must always pay homage to a king. That is deception from the pit of hell. And he told them, he said, I, 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 I also want to come and appear to the king and appreciate the king and verse 8 and he sent them to Bethlehem and said go and suddenly for the young child and when you have found him bring me the word that I may come and worship him also can you imagine that and when they had heard the king they departed and lo the star which they saw in the east went before them still he came and stood over there over with the, with the young child child was born and verse 10 when they saw the star they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy in verse 11 something remarkable happened something remarkable happened they found jesus in the house they brought the gift of jesus to the house they never give jesus gift in the manger jesus was born in the manger but he was raised in the house listen to me don't go to herod house when you are looking for jesus they were going to look for Jesus, but in verse 7, they went to Herod's house. You don't go to a suggested presence of men when you are looking for the confirmed presence of God. How can you do that? That was why he asked to use tricks for them. But thank God, immediately found Jesus in the house. Jesus was born in the manger, but he was found in the house. He did not stay in the manger. It was not in the manger they gave him the gift. 
they brought for him. It was in the house they gave Jesus gift they brought for him. Listen to me. I just want to drop a point here. If you are born in the manger, don't spend your eternity in the manger. Wherever you are born is not the issue. Where you end is what that matters most. Jesus was born in manger, but he didn't spend his entirety of life in manger. He was raised in the house. He was raised. He left the manger to the house, and that was where his gift was presented to him. So if you want God's treasure, be in the house. Don't be at the manger. Don't be in the wrong place at the right time. Be at the what? At the house because it's the house people are raised. Jesus was raised in the, in the house, not in the manger. So you can be born in the manger and it does not mean you to spend your eternity over there. It doesn't matter where you start, but where you end is what that matters most. So God told them, he said, don't go back by the angels. He replied, he said, don't go back to Herod because he wanted to kill this child. But in verse 13, something remarkable happened. God told Joseph, he said, take this child and, and the mother, take them to Egypt. Listen to me. God always pre-inform you before any danger happens to you. Listen to me. There's nobody that die, that died without an information, without God giving you a pre-information. God must have told you, don't take that journey. God must have told, told you, don't marry that person. God must have told you, don't take that decision. God must have told you, don't, don't, don't do that, don't do that business. But the truth matter is that we are so, we are so preoccupied and that's why the information of God is thrown into, into don't eat. And, that, and, and, and God will not be blamed for that. He always pre-inform us before anything happens. And listen to me, what, what offense did Jesus committed? Nothing. The father has to take him away. He said, don't come back until I give you a word. Joseph, stay in Egypt until I give you a word before you return back because I want to do a finishing work here in Jerusalem. I want to deal with error by myself. Listen, Jesus has not committed any offense. What offense is he committed? He did not break the law. He was just being born. He did not break the law. He did not steal anybody's money. But he wanted to, to kill him at, at all costs. Why? Why do I say this? Nobody is too holy for devil's attack. I'm telling you, nobody is too holy for devil's attack. Listen to me. That you give your tithe, your offering, your seed comes to church regularly. That is not a guarantee that for devil to go to hell yet. It does not a guarantee that devil will go to hell yet. Giving is a protection from lack, not a deliverance from evil's attack. It doesn't mean that devil will not locate your house address. <laughs> but whom is looking for whom will be divorced? Listen to me. Among whom that the devil will divorce. I remove you out of it in the mighty name of Jesus. If your amen is louder, you and your family are well protected in the name of Jesus. In verse 13, and when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and thou there until I bring thee word for, for, for error who seek the young child to destroy him. To destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And there and was there until the death of Herod. Until the death of Herod, it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. And verse 16, then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was asleep 
wrath and sent forth and slew all the children that were in the Bethlehem and all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently required of the wise men. He was already angry. Then was then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping, and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. This was a prophecy that be fulfilled. But when error was dead, listen to me, every error that is seeking your life, seeking the life of your children, seeking the life of your job, seeking the life of your marriage, I command them be dead in the name of Jesus. But when error was dead, in verse 20 saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead. We sought the young child's life. Listen, everyone that sought your family life, that sought your life, your destiny, they shall be dead before you in the name of Jesus. Listen to me. When God says you should flee, don't go to seven days fasting and prayer. When God says flee, don't go to seven days fasting and prayer on the mountain. Don't speak in tongues. When God says flee, when God says flee, Joseph heard the word in his mind, flee. He never spoke in tongues when he met Potiphar's wife. He has to flee. When God said move, he knows how to hide you. Listen to me. Listen to me. No land is too dangerous for God to keep, to keep, not, not to keep anybody. It doesn't matter whether, as at the time Joseph went to Egypt, Egypt was under a siege. There was a war going on there. But God kept him in the land of war. Even though there was war in Bethlehem, there was trouble in Bethlehem, God still kept him in the land of war. Listen, why can't you wait for God to hide you? Don't expose yourself when God is hiding you and don't hide yourself when God has already exposed you. God will keep you. God will keep your family. Jesus was a child when the father took him away to Egypt and he was still a child after Eros' death, which implies... You don't need to grow big and big mature and have six pack. <laughs> Listen to me. For devil to be beaten by God. Listen to me. For devil to be beaten by God. Let God beat the devil for you. You don't go big to beat the devil. You don't go big. You don't go mustache to beat the devil. You don't go big to, to, to say, okay, now I'm not a child of God. I am, I am not in church for you to beat the devil. Let God beat the devil for you. God killed Aaron. By sending Jesus away to, so that he will never be charged for murder. So that God will not be charged for murder. That message I preached last week, David killed Goliath without a sword in his hand. So when police arrived, they couldn't charge him for murder. No court case, no appeal. This child acquitted, no appeal. Why? Because there was no there was no there was no court, there was no court, no, 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 no javelin, no sword in his hand. So Jesus went away. He came back. By the time he came back, this enemy is dead. Listen to me. As God is hiding you, stay where God is hiding you. Because let me tell you, He's about to do some finishing work in the hands of your enemy. Your enemy will die. Everyone that says you will not stand, they will die for you. In the name of Jesus, don't send message of condolence message to your to your herald. Listen to me, because you didn't kill anybody. <laughs> God killed them. <laughs> don't send condolence message to your enemy, because it was God that killed them. So you don't send condolence message. God killed Herod for Jesus. Jesus does not have to raise any hand. The Father does not have to do fasting and prayer. He doesn't have to. That was what David said. He said, The battle is of the Lord. So don't fight battle that is not your own. You can win battle without fighting. And you can even win before you ever fight. Stand in God 
and God will fight your battle. As I close, when you see the word diabolos, which is devil, is devil, D-E-V-I. If you remove the word D, it will become evil, D, evil. So what is devil? Devil is the evil, the evil. So there are many things that are devilish in our life. There are many that are devil in our life. They are the, the evil in our life. And the Bible says, I will deliver you from all evil. It said, deliver us. If we are praying, pray like this. Deliver us from all evil. So what are these the evil? Death is evil. Disease is evil. Disappointment is evil. Distress is evil. Ladies and gentlemen, divorce is evil because God said, I hate divorce. Distress is evil. Debt that you are owing people money all over the place is evil. Disgrace that they send you out of your house, you can't pay house rent is evil. Discontentment is evil. When the two things that God gives you, you are not contented with it, is an evil trait. And the Bible says, deliver me from evil, O God. Defeat in life when you fight battles and you lost battles is evil. Listen to me, difficulties, hardship, tough situation, they are evil. Listen to me, depression. Because if there's no depression, there will not be oppression. If there's no oppression, there will not be suppression. They are evil. Listen to me, disadvantages in life is evil. Discouragement, when you are discouraged, ah, listen to me, I, can, I want to I challenge you, God does not bless a man that is discouraged. Even when he called Joshua, he said, Joshua, be courageous. Just, my servant Moses is dead, but you cannot go, you, can go, you cannot take this people to the covenant, land of covenant without you being courageous. You have to be courageous. So, discouragement is evil. Disability is evil. You can't see. You can't walk. Things are not happening in your body. Your body is stroke, stroke, ania, all kinds of sickness. They are evil. Digestion is evil. When people reject you, deject you, is evil. Listen, this uh, deniability, to be denied of anything in life is evil. Destitution, destitute. Not to, to behave as if you have no life, you have no family, you have no man, you have nothing, is evil. Evil, destruction. Bible said the thief coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Destruction is evil. And let me tell you the last thing. When the devil has done all of this, because we are talking about the evil, all these things I mentioned: divorce, distress, death, disgrace, discontentment, defeat, difficulties, depression, disadvantage, discontent, discouragement, disability, dejection, deniability, destitute, destruction, death. All of these things are evil. All of these things are evil. But listen to me. If death, the death is not only when someone is dead physically. When the devil can separate you from the love of God, that is death in his own. The highest thing that the devil always does, part of the major evil of the devil, is to disconnect you from God. Is to disconnect you from your maker. Is to disconnect you from God, disconnect you from your salvation, disconnect you from the goodness of God in your life. And I come to you today as I close. In the name of Jesus, every powers of darkness, every powers of the devil, every hindrance, every obstruction of the devil over your life, every demonic evil, every devil 
working against your life, I paralyze them today in the name of Jesus. I command that person that is going through sickness right now, be healed in the name of Jesus. I command that pocket that has been dry of money, receive financial favor in the name of Jesus. I command that woman that has been naked, marital nakedness, financial nakedness, every nakedness in your life, I command you to be covered in the name of Jesus. God will snatch you away from poverty. I command God snatch you away from that disease. I command God snatch you away from that low blood blood count. I command you to snatch you away from from that anaya. I command God to snatch you away from that sickness, from that migraine, from from that kidney problem, from that cancer. I command God to snatch you away. You shall be delivered right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you because I know it is done. Thank you, Father. I hope you have been blessed. Please listen and share it to all your friends all over the world. God bless you. Until I come your way again on Sunday, remember, God has already delivered you. God bless you. I'm Reverend Mwajo. Amen. <laughs>